Say when you're recording, yes. Okay. Okay, go. This is Jordan Goodman, the Money Answers Man. My website's moneyanswers.com, and you're listening to Jeff Smith on the Vroom Vroom Veer show. This is going to change your life. Hey, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. All right. I'm going to hit right. stop on the recorder, and I'll be right back. All righty. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Orion Talmay. Talmay. See, told you I'd screw it up. Very good. Orion. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to do it again. Orion Talmay, right? Correct. All right. Welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer and thanks for being on the show. How's it going? It's going great and thank you for having me. All right. So this is Vroom Vroom Veer. So we have to talk a little bit about Vrooms and Veers. But before we do that, Let's talk about what you've got going on at, uh, you've got a podcast at stellarlifepodcast.com and you've mm-hmm. also got your uh, coaching website, orionsmethod.com. So talk a little bit about what's exciting to you in your life and business today. Uh, what's exciting to me is that, the, the, that internal sensation that something's really, really good is going to happen. Um, the the feeling that I'm following the right path and my purpose, and it took a while to get to my purpose, and it took a lot of rooms and veers to get into my purpose. Right. I am I am a love coach and a transformation coach. Mm. Um, I help women awaken their inner goddess. I usually work with uh, alpha type women that um, need to awaken that part of themselves, so they can feel more freedom. They can shine that they, they will have a different type of confidence and they can attract their soulmate Ooh, neato that sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of fun it is fun it's really fun but it, it also sounds like you could probably go through some stuff too <laughs> I, I bet mean, you do it's always fun on the other side right i mean it's right it's deep work and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be all really serious deep work all the time you have to you have to have fun. In you have between. to lighten it up. Yes. 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 But I'm sure that you go through some stuff. Like, uh, so let's talk a little bit about your life journey and your rooms and veers. So you told me you are from Israel. So you grew up in Israel. Yes, I grew up um, in the Holy Land of Israel and in the Sin City of Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So what was what was growing up in Tel Aviv like? It was great. I, um, it was wonderful. Um, at 18, I served in the Israeli army like everybody else. I was, right. uh, I was kind of a rebel in my teenage years. I did everything I was told not to do. Good for um, you. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do, I think. Yeah, and then when I went to the army, I got some discipline. And after the army, um, I, I found myself working at a, as a car salesperson. You were a I car salesperson? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I didn't have a license and I and I was selling cars. 
It was really weird. And oh, I you didn't was, have a driver's license? So you didn't know how to drive, but you're selling cars. Correct. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It felt it felt like I wasn't in the right place. It okay. felt restricting. It a little inauthentic, maybe? Inauthentic, boring. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Boring, right. And, uh, and I found, um, I went to the library and I found a book about Japan. Oh, wow. And I was like a travel book. And I was so in love with the book that um, I actually bought a copy and I started highlighting all the places that I wanted to go to. Mm. And then I gave a two weeks notice. Um, <laughs> wow. And, I, and how old time, are you at this point now? You're like I was, still. I was 22. Wow. One twenty-two, yeah. Wow, that's that's and, amazing. You know, I was in, I was in Japan, from eighteen, nineteen, twenty, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing in Japan? I, I was. Uh, that was my first duty assignment in the United States Air Force. Nice respect. Yeah, right. You were in the <laughs> army. I was in the Air Force. High five. Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, yeah, I only had $700 in my pocket and I went and I remember my conversation with my manager and he was like, with the, today's economy and you have a good job and you make good money. I, I made good money. I just didn't keep it. Um, <laughs> and then and right. you should stay and, you know, people would love to have a, a job like yours, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, thank you so much, Mr. Manager. I appreciate you, but I'm dying from the inside. I didn't say that, but I felt right. that. Right. Um, I remember the night before I was traveling, I went to buy to do some last shopping, and this woman told me about these two girls that went to Japan and got lost in the snow, and 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 nobody opened their doors to them. Kind of scared me completely the the night before I was traveling. But oh no, but it was. But I went. I went there. You went anyway. <laughs> I went anyway. I went for um, three weeks. And uh, I that was the plan, three weeks, and I ended up staying for three and a half years. Whoa. Yes. Wow. Okay. But so where where did you start? Where Did you go to Tokyo to start with? Tokyo. Yeah, I went to Tokyo. I right. found um, I, I was working in uh, bars and restaurants and just kind of like, you know, found a way to, to make a living and... Um, and then I actually met a Japanese guy and uh, fell in love, stayed with him for the rest of the stay. Wow. Yeah. Neat. Yes. And you stayed like mostly in the Tokyo area or did you travel a lot while you're in, in Japan? Um, I traveled all over Japan. I mean, yeah. my, I was based in Tokyo, but right, uh, we right. were doing tons of travel. So I went... I think I went to so many places more than the average Japanese will ever go to in Japan. Sure. I really, it was such a, an amazing experience for me because the man I was with was a businessman. He was, uh, you know, he was a traveler. He was really, he was, it was almost like he was mentoring me to, to see more, to be more, to experience more. Mm. And to understand that there is more to life than what I know or what I can imagine even. Right, right. So you're really like doing way more than the typical tourist adventure in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, yes, yeah, yes, yes. yeah. I went, uh, yeah, I danced with the geishas in in Ito and Atami and mm, uh, mm -hmm. I I 
learned how to put a kimono on and I did wow. tea ceremony. That's a lot of work. That. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah, they have to dress you because there right, right. 12 layers for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife wore the whole kimono thing with the headdress and everything for our wedding. Wow. We did, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And she was literally crying because they had her hair. Her real hair was tied into really tight knots. Oh, no. I know. Sometimes the Japanese people take things a little too far. But thankfully, it only, it really, I mean, I was like, really? Do we have to do that? You know? Um, but it, thankfully, it only lasted for like, you know, half of the ceremony. So she was in excruciating pain for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then they make you do a costume change. Right? So. Wow. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, the dark side of Japanese I'm sure she looked amazing. She did. And the pictures look great. So maybe sometimes the pain is worth it, right? I was sitting there trying to have a good time. And she's like, ah. And she's like, a little tear is coming out of her eye. (laughs) I know. My heart broke. I was like, stop it. Let's get out of here. Let's go take that hat off. (laughs) It was sad. Anyway, so that's amazing. Yeah, I... um, so my first duty assignment was way back. I'm going to tell everybody how old I am now. So I was in Japan 88 to 90, just two years. Mm. But I was way up north um, in Aomori-ken at Misawa-kichi. So that's Misawa Air Base, way up mm. north. Not in Hokkaido, but like Aomori is like the northernmost uh, prefecture of Honshu Island. So oh, the yeah. main island, right. So it's big on skiing and it's 400 miles away from Tokyo. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But uh, it was awesome because we could go um, snow skiing in the winter. Powder snow. Yeah. But we only had, you could like get off work, drive 30 minutes and be skiing and ski until like 10 p.m. and go home, go to bed and go back to work the next day and no problem. So that I wouldn't, that was like the only time in my life that I ever done home downhill skied because it was Mm -hmm. easy and close right amaze balls (laughs) (laughs) and then in the summertime we did a lot of camping uh so that was fun right did you ever go camping in japan i yeah are you a camper (laughs) i I went to i went to uh a a couple of raves in japan and that involved camping yeah wow yes Whoa. I went to a rave in uh, uh, Stadogashima. I remember my sister came to visit and together we took about three trains and then a taxi and then a ferry to get there. Yeah. It's this tiny island that only have good weather like a couple of days a year. Okay. They... <laughs> right. They've got that's a lot where, of those tiny islands. That's where they started the, yes. the, the Japanese drumming. Oh, oh, that taiko drumming? Yes. Okay. Wow. Um, What's yeah, the name of the Asian. island again? Sadogashima. Sadogashima. And okay, so I don't, I'm not familiar with the name, but I've been to more places than I, you know, my, I'll ask my wife, have, have I been there? And she go, yeah, you were there. That was the place with the deer. <laughs> oh, the, the deer is Nara. Nara. Right, 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 right. See, so I, I, I don't remember the names of places, but I remember the experience. Yeah. And yeah. Nara is a city where the deer roam free. Right, 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 right. Yes. So you were there. And you feed them. Yeah. And one of them was bumping me in my butt. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, you guys are cute and I'm out of here. <laughs> I remember that because they're begging for food. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The last time I went to Japan, I went to another one of those tiny islands. Mm. Um, uh, I don't remember where the hell we were. Let me see if I can remember. Well, the claim to fame to this tiny island, it was where they shot the um, the Wolverine movie that was based in Japan. No, so, I didn't know. No, okay. Well, that was really neat because you're out in the middle of nowhere, right, where nobody goes, basically. <laughs> and we were mm-hmm. off season, too. So it was kind of a touristy place. But we were there in the winter or fall, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you take this little ferry and then there's this tiny little island with nothing on it but hiking trails and a little nice. little resort. Yeah. And um, there was like this whole group of folks there for a workshop. Mm-hmm. And the workshop was all about this woman who was a blogger in the States. And they were doing like contact with UFOs and, uh, and um, aliens. But her main the, her main audience was there in Japan, I guess. Oh wow! I know you UFOs. <laughs> Do I believe in UFOs? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, sure, I do. Yeah, you know, have you ever heard of that that idea, like um, from the movie, um, uh, what was it, Contact with Jodie Foster? It's like there's this math problem, right? With like mm-hmm. that that just says if there's not other uh intelligent life in the universe it's an, an amazing waste of space yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now whether or not those folks are talking to you uh other you know intelligences that's really i'm skeptical but open how's that sound i know me too i'm the yeah. same yeah yeah i'm skeptical but open because it's it's just impossible to verify <laughs> you know it's really interesting where uh you look at the history of the catholic church and there are flying sorcerers yeah. Sorcerer? Did I say it correctly? Saucers? Flying saucers? saucers. A flying yeah, sorcerer would be like a wizard flying. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> teasing. I see that's what I'm saying. I'm butchering words. It's all good. It's you fun. See them, you see them in the, in the ancient art. Yeah. In the art pieces. It's yeah. pretty crazy. And uh, also... Right, right. Oh, those, they, those they, ancient... They dug yeah. the Vatican and they found um, what can look like alien skulls of... of yeah. Um, With its, the big elongated... Skulls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That. I love sci-fi. <laughs> me too. Me too. Oh, I love. You know, I love everything that opens up a door that I have either never thought about. You know, like alternative alternative dimensions or parallel universes or yes, yes, yes. Or anything that that talks about like because we're the nature of we like re- the nature of reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the matrix, those kinds of head bendy, like, whoa, <laughs> whenever you get to peer behind the veil a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it's like moments of enlightenment right. where you, you experience that and say, like, whoa, was this real? Right. Did I really experience that? And then yes. you go back to your, um, I guess, earthly version. Yeah. And then later on you have another moment of enlightenment where you can really feel oneness so you can really feel yeah like you're tapping into different dimensions or you can really feel like you're manifesting things in your life and right and you do live in the matrix yes you know there's there's a uh 
Elon Musk came out, uh, and you can see this on YouTube, that says that it's it's more likely that we're in a simulated universe than not. He's the guy that's in charge of uh, Tesla. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so he's the guy that wants to go to Mars. Uh-huh. Because uh, Mars is so cool. And Mars is cool. There's nothing on Mars. What's that? There's nothing on Mars. Yeah, Mars is, I'm kind of torn about Mars. I mean, yes, the, the adventurer in me wants to go to Mars. Um, it's just so far away. <laughs> it would seem, it seems to me like it would be so much easier to make earth better. Oh yes, 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 yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying let's not go to Mars because that's great. Let's do that because we're explorers and we need to keep exploring. But at the same time, why don't we spend billions of dollars making the earth awesomer? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I vote for you. Oh, cool. All right. I didn't make that up. That was that guy. Who is that really smart uh, astrophysicist? Um, I'll, I'll remember his name in a sec. But anyway, let's move on. So, okay. So you're in Japan and you're having your adventures. So that lasts... Three and a half years. Three and a half years. And yes. okay. So... Are we, and, are we sharing my whole life story here? Well, you know, you know, what was the next big veer? We don't have to go... No. And we don't want to, you know, we, sometimes okay, okay. it gets boring. Fast forward. Yes, fast later. forward. You know, jump, had, feel free to jump books. around. Okay. Yes, yes. It's kind of yeah. like Pulp Fiction. You don't need to yes. go in order. So, right. <laughs> quantum leap jump into the future. Sure. After many rooms and veers and rooms and veers right. and ups and down and kind of like feeling like you're living in the Himalaya and one day you're on the, on the top and one day you are in the valleys and, and sure. you go through lots of things. The the major thing that happened to me that was um, a Catholic catalyst for change for me, yeah, and put me on the path that I am today. And right now, in retrospect, um, is one of my biggest gifts. Back then, it was uh, that dark moment that right. I experienced. Sure, I um. I I met this guy who was really handsome and and sexy and right. he used to ride heavy motorcycles and fly plane and I was really excited. Super and alpha dude. Super alpha dude. Okay. Um and I fell in love with him and and then a few um actually weeks into the relationship and I guess it started earlier but I couldn't understand because like when you put a frog in a boiling water, mm. the frog will jump. But if you put the frog in the pot and you turn on the heat slightly, the frog will He'll not. He'll just like be, hey, I'm taking a bath. Yeah, I'm taking a bath until she dies. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so I didn't, I didn't feel the 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 heat getting stronger mm. and stronger. It started sure. with like little snarky remarks and right. till it became like. Very verbally abusive. Okay. Um, almost like a brainwash. And wow. When you're uh, with a predator, they they are there is something similar about predators. They're all alike in some shape or form. Right. They're putting they, a pattern of manipulation and right. There is pattern of manipulation that includes um, isolation. Right. Uh, crazy making. Uh, I crazy mean, it's making? not that. Is that what you said? Yeah, crazy making. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're making you vulnerable uh, the, and dependent, yeah, like, right? Like like I'm telling you, um, 
you love carrots and and then you say sure i i don't i don't know how to explain it but you were like yes i love carrots and you say i never said that what i never said that did you hear me say it what that's crazy making oh. where you're like you're you're you're, you're so really seriously fucking with your head is what you're saying. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that will be that will be the scientific term. Correct. Okay. Uh, Crazy making would be really fucking with your head. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's okay uh, to drop f bombs if the host does. So. F yes. I can't <laughs> it. What's going on? <laughs> okay. And so he's messing okay, with so you. He's messing with my mind. Until a um, few months into the relationship, I ended up in a hospital. And I remember that night where I was alone and in a hospital bed. And it was the middle of the night. And I was completely isolated from my friends and family. And when you're in a hospital, you want your loved one to be with you. But the person I loved the most of the time... Was your abuser. Yes. Mm. It was really painful. And... I, I was strong enough, you know, what as this progressed, I was I was feeling something was going on and I was going to the library and and reading uh, I remember reading the book Stop Walking on Eggshells and it's so weird. A day before it happens or two days before it happens, I was reading this at Barnes and Noble and somebody I don't remember the exact word, but somebody looked at me reading that and say, If something happened to you, call the police like a stranger and then right. he went and the next day it happened and and um and when it happened i immediately uh i, I called the police and then i went to the hospital um wow so so he was not with me anymore and he he went to to a different city and mm. it was the darkest moment of my life i was completely depressed I was completely broken. I believe that I'm fat, ugly, whatever, whatever. Right. Couldn't look at people in the eye. Um, I drank. I was just uh, feel, feeling destroyed. And uh, I went to a psychologist and she wanted to put me on medications. And even though medications are good for some people, for me, I knew that there is there is a power inside of me that I can't ignite. I always see myself as the phoenix rising from the ashes. Okay. And I knew that if I'll tap into this light, I'll be okay. Okay. So I did everything I could on the physically, mentally, and emotionally to strengthen myself. I had started with watching funny YouTube videos, reading a lot about self-development, okay. going to tons of seminars, um, and doing martial arts, getting my body mm. super strong. Good. I MMA and Aikido because I was, my thought was, and that helps in the isolation thing too, because it's very social. Oh yeah, I yeah. Yes, yes. So you're putting like positive people in your life too. Yes. Yes. Um, so, but the question and 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 my business started thriving. Um, I had a personal training business at the time. Um, oh right. Yeah. Um, so I got stronger. I got better, and I was. Every, everything was good, but there was a void. Like I knew something was missing because mm. every guy I dated couldn't stay with me for more than two, three months. Right. I, or I would like... You couldn't trust anymore kind of thing. Almost. No. And the question that ran my life was, how can I not get hurt? And when you get into a relationship with that question of how can I not get hurt, 
guess what? How how can I not get hurt? The the answer is let's just stop. That this guy's going to do it too, probably. So let's not go too far, kind of thing. Or let's provoke, let's provoke him to a point where a blow he, up, right? Where he's blowing up, and then I can justify my idea of men are hurtful, men are mm. bad, mm. men equal pain. Right. Uh, That's hard to get over, I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, it, was, it is. It That's was, because you know it's what? Like, it was interesting because I couldn't get over it because it wasn't even in my consciousness. I didn't no. know that I was doing that. No, no, no. It's that's that's one of those. It's in your gut almost. Yeah. Yeah. And the moment I knew what it was was um, so as I told you, I went and I studied from the greatest leaders and luminaries of our time. Uh, I traveled over thirty-four countries. Wow. Um, I mean, from from then to now and just studied with the best in the areas of self-development, relationships, sexuality, um, lots of self-development, marketing, 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 self-development, yeah. all that good stuff. <laughs> sure. And uh, But you still had that. Yeah. Um, but this is, was, this is what I was saying is that sometimes I think Einstein said that um, – and I'm going to completely butcher this. That's thing. all good because Google but exists, it, right? So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all there's the time. Facts are irrelevant. A, Google exists. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. If there is a force going in one direction, it will keep going in the same direction unless an outside interference will come and change the course. Right. So true. I needed that 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 course correction, that outside interference to my path. And I got it when I went to um, uh, Tony Robbins's Date with Destiny. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I remember like it was a So stretch. that was another big veer for you. Yes. This was and like it, a wake-up call. Yes. Okay. So what did you learn with Tony? Um, I learned that Tony's awesome. Tony and, is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but what I learned at, at uh, Date with Destiny, I did, I did this uh, Unleash the Power Within before that and I walked on fire and by the way, since then, I walked on fire, I walked on glass, I broke an arrow on my neck, I broke boards. Wow. I did a Tough mother. I did all kinds of sort of things to get me out of my comfort zone. Right. <laughs> right. Does it work? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it works if you let it. Okay. It works if you're open enough. It right, works right. if you... Um, if you recognize what you've done and you celebrate your achievements. Mm, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so you're at date with destiny and, and you're still struggling with this sort of like lingering pain? Well, it wasn't a pain. It was just it was kind of an, I was numb to it. I'm oh, like, yeah, right. I wanna find a I wanna get married. I wanna find a good person, but whatever. I live my life. Life's good. Yeah. Business oh, is good. Okay. I'm going to go to date with Destiny and make my business even better. So you didn't go there consciously thinking, I, I have something to work on. No. Right. I was okay. fine. Right. I love that. Strong. That's the perfect fine. broom attitude. Everything's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I was actually convinced that everything was okay. I mean, right. I knew there was something. I, you know, sometimes we minimize our pain just so we won't have to deal with it or oh, right. really take a good look into it. Right. So I was probably, a, a, 
your listeners have some pain that they're minimizing right now and they're not willing to look at right. until like one day something happens, something somebody said something and they're like, wow, I really want to deal with that. And it starts with awareness. For sure. Um, well, a lot of times, like I've said this before and I'm bouncing off of you, like you don't even know you're in pain because you can't feel it. Yeah. Because it's like you're, you like you said before, you're numbed. And yes. this can be either, sometimes it's physical pain mm-hmm. or sometimes it's emotional pain, like, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, just some pain from the past. But there needs to be something that makes you, you have to get sort of like a little awareness and then to feel a little bit better slash different to then be able to have the perspective and go, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, totally I was so much, I was in so much pain before and I now know because I'm not in that pain anymore. So Yeah, yeah, there are different right. stages of healing. First yes. you're in survivor and then you go and you learn more and you learn more and you, you evolve and and then you come to a point where the stars are aligned, opportunity presents itself and if you take a step and and you you take this opportunity then you rip the re- the rewards right so okay so walk us through how how you got what happened at date with destiny I'm, what happened with date with destiny yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i you remember you had a date with destiny <laughs> it was yeah, awesome <laughs> like i well it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful seminar it's yeah. like 6 days it's uh Whoa. It's relatively expensive. I think it's like seventy five hundred. Wow. Yes, something that like cheap. that. Yeah, no cheap. It was a stretch for me to go. Yeah. And, but when you stretch, you grow. Yeah, for sure. Ah, it's it's rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You're a poet, and you don't know it. I'm a yes. That was cool. Um. So yeah. Okay. Uh. Tony Robbins talks about relationship and he talks about masculine and feminine and he does all kinds of exercises with the men and the women in the crowd to let them feel what masculine and feminine energies feel like and look like. And I was not aware that I was in completely, probably 90% masculine, even though I had a feminine exterior inside, I was this little dude. Oh. And <laughs> every time I went into a relationship, I mean... A masculine man don't want another dude in their relationship. Right. So if so, uh, unless I want to attract a, a man who's more in his feminine and is kind of weak, right. it will be which I was not that attracted to. Mm. I I was, and I wanted a strong man. It, it wouldn't work because there will be always a power struggle. And that day was like ten thousand light bulbs were boom, were on. Boom, that they're day. just exploding. It's explosion <laughs> of emotions and, and yeah. feeling angry and sad and happy and sad and happy and angry and frustrated and angry and sad and happy and frustrated and angry and sad and happy and again, again, again. And then that night, exactly at, at, at 1 a.m., I was sitting by um, a little waterfall at the resort and I was... Um, I sang a song that I wrote when I was 16 and it was the desert and beautiful stars. And I was singing to the stars. There was nobody there. And then I started crying and laughing, crying and laughing, completely, uh, complete breakdown and breakthrough. Okay. And I was able to write my relationship vision. 
And 48 hours later, I met Stefan. Wow. 24 hours later, we said I love you to each other. Whoa. Nine days later, he took me to Vegas and he took me to, uh, you know, I, was, I, did, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to Vegas. I was like, oh, it's probably a playboy. I mean, who invites a woman to Vegas? <laughs> Yeah. You know, like right. so fast. And right, right. Am I getting scammed? But that's that's probably a good thing that that at least your yes, bullshit detector I, is on. And yeah. then coaches are so important because I spoke with a friend of mine who's a coach, and he just told me just go have fun. Who knows? You know, he said he said something like just go with the flow. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go with the flow because when we met, it was we went on a higher level. We met on, on a higher vibration. It wasn't like. You're meeting somebody and going to have coffee with. It's also after six days of intense inner work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so we met with um, no masks almost. Right. Or it's just like you're very raw, right? Connecting mm-hmm. like heart connection. So um, I followed my heart. I went to uh, Vegas. We went to a. He took me to the Miss Universe pageant. And then the next day, he was like, we have a surprise and you have to close your eyes. And he put me in a little uh, car and uh, with other two dudes and cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scary. But it felt safe. Okay. <laughs> uh, it felt safe. I knew who he was. I knew sure. all his friends. His friends are uh, belong to like Tony Robbins' uh, high-end mastermind. Okay. So I know they're like good uh, reputable people. Good. So something okay. happens. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be a little scary. Uh, yeah. You know what? It was and it wasn't. It okay. was, uh, it it was, was exciting. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, you know who you're with kind of right, like he, right. he just felt really genuine and he takes me and it's like, surprise. And this, there's this air balloon that they're, uh, getting ready to, Take take off take off take off. Yeah. Um, so we're inside uh, this little basket. Um, just me, him, and the operator, and we're yeah. overlooking the Vegas Strip and and Vegas, and it's beautiful. And twenty minutes into that, he's like, "I see the guy that operates the balloon holds his phone, looking at us." And then Stefan goes on one knee, holding a diamond ring, and proposed to me. Wow. How can you say that? And I was like, I said, not yet. Good. And (laughs) it was the most awkward 20 minute descending. Right, right, right. But you didn't say no. You just said not yet. I said not yet. Because um, the the guy that operates the balloon promised Stefan that he never had a a failed proposal before. Mm. Well... There's well, always a first. <laughs> there's always a riot. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very good that I took that time and not rushed into things. Right. Uh, because uh, I guess it made him appreciate me more. And nine months later, he took me to the same waterfall mm. and he proposed. And, and I said yes. And we got married in Costa Rica about six months ago. You got married six months ago? Wow. My goodness. Wow. That's a great story. Thanks. So, so what did, what did he do in the nine months that, that changed your mind? It was just like, he checked off all the squares. (laughs) 
God. It was, he was like he was like he had to wear a shield and an an armor to deal with all my testing him over and ah, over again. Right. And all my like, let me test that you're not gonna hurt me. I mean, even though. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I went, and this is why I why I work with women. This is why I teach them. This is why they get the breakthrough. Because I went through the pain and I went through the breakthrough. Um, and since then, I I worked on myself. I connected to my femininity. I had uh, many mentors that taught me more about femininity and sexuality and relationships. And I studied with the best of the best. So I was on this path of who am I as a woman? Who am I as a partner? And what can I do to be a better partner? And Stefan too is always evolving. He's he's a brilliant man with a big heart and he's a learner. So we all, we both really love to grow and evolve and, and study. And it wasn't hard. It was still the Himalayans, just a, a different mountain region. Um, and it was worth every minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. And, and so I guess you got over, you learned something there at the Date with Destiny about how to connect to, you know, that feminine power you were talking about. Yeah, I think what I learned, the, the the biggest point was that I have a feminine power and I have a feminine side and it's not bad. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because you currently are incarnated as a woman. I can tell yes. by your photo. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> so is Stefan very much alpha, kind of very masculine sort of energy? Um. Yeah, Stefan is definitely an alpha. Mm. Um, he's not the, the the alpha you'll see like a bodybuilder type alpha. Okay, but right, it, right. he's he's very uh, smart and he's very strong, mm. yeah, business savvy. Um, people look up to him, look up for his advice. It's he's an evolved alpha. Evolved alpha. I like that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I guess like the the sort of like caveman sort of alpha image is nah. a little. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a little. Yeah, it's a little uh, dated. Right. Right. You have to be a, a little bit of that. You know, you can't be totally wimpy. Right. And getting pushed no. around. But no, and in relationships. Yeah. Um, so we both have masculine and feminine side. Right. And the more the woman goes into the masculine, even though her man can be uh, very alpha, he will go into the feminine because there is, in order for, for a relationship to work, you need polarity. You need, right. even, whether, I mean, if it's a gay relationship or a straight relationship, it doesn't matter. There's always the person who is the masculine, more masculine, and the person who is more feminine. And that can change throughout the day and throughout the months. But mm, in general, mm-hmm. there is always that, that dynamic. And I'm using masculine and feminine. Some people don't like those terms, but it's just easier to to use them because it's easier to understand. Where I, I can, the, the, Yeah, I can talk about this because my wife and I talk about this quite a bit because... In certain scenarios, we've been married like 23 years or something, right? So we know each other quite well, right? <laughs> and uh, and we talk pretty like openly about how we're feeling, right? So like say like in a scenario where she's like, well, let's say we're visiting Japan, right? Mm-hmm. She's very much alpha and masculine, 
right? And I'm basically three years old and following mommy. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I right? Get it. Right? Because we're in her space. Her turf. Yeah. Um, now, when now when I'm driving in a strange place, um, I'm very much in control and doing the thing, right? I'm in, I'm the guy now. <laughs> I'm the guy in charge, right? So when I ask her a question, you know, like, oh, figure this out because I'm driving and la, 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 la. And she'll be like, what, 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 what are you talking to me? What do you want me to do? <laughs> so she's totally tuned out, right? Because she's she can be. She's become the little passive three-year-old because I'm in charge and she can relax. Is that what? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, who's taking the driving? Who's who's driving this train? Who's driving this train? Let <laughs> me tell you. Right. And the it, woman, the woman drives the train when she needs to, and she needs to remember, especially for the alpha, strong woman who is the boss in her private life. Right. Needs to remember that with her men. Um, it's almost like allowing him to be the alpha. It's like, even though you can open the door and you're strong enough to open the door, carry the groceries, change the light bulb, put the picture on, you want to allow your man to be the man and take care of you. Cause that's what the man in their core and correct me if I'm wrong, they want to be the hero. They want to take care right. of their woman. Right. And when a woman is in our masculine, it's almost like she thinks she's strong, but it's it's a it's a a type of weakness where she's not allowing her men to be the men because she have to prove herself to herself and to him so many times just to prove to herself that she's strong. But when she knows she's strong and she knows that she has those two energies and she wanna create the polarity in a relationship when she's with her men, it's about allowing him to take care of her because it's more fun and why not? Right. No, for reals. For reals. <laughs> for reals. For reals. <laughs> I've never heard anybody put it that way, though, you know, because I think you you really, you know, even for me, you know, it's like now I'm going to be thinking like, what am I doing? Am I supposed to be in charge now? Because <laughs> I'm definitely. I'm, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, we both have masculine and feminine sides. Right. Right. I get that. It, yeah. And it's good. It's good to know how to tap into your femininity if you want to relate to your wife, if she's crying and you need to, you know, bring the the empathy or be silly childlike with her or right. um, it's okay to relate on that level. And when you look, you look at the big picture, you're the man, she's the woman. And if this is the type of dynamic you both enjoy, then you need to work on reminding yourselves that this is your role and it's okay to be complete opposite where the woman is the 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 more of the masculine and the the, the man is more into his feminine and they enjoy this dynamic and right. this is their thing but in most cases most people prefer the the man to be the man and the woman to be the woman doesn't ma- doesn't mean that the woman is not super successful mega rich super uh, uh, dominant in her own mm. thing, but with her men, she allows herself to breathe and allow him to take care of her because we need that. It's so much more fun. Life is so much more fun that way. Mm. Yeah. No, and, and now you're making me think like, um, 
you know, the, the other side that the thing that I'm thinking about is like, you have to like not fall as a dude. You have to like remember to be a man sometimes. Right. Mm. How do you remind yourself to be a man? I don't know, uh, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> I you know what? I think martial arts is a good thing for men. Yeah. It brings out their testosterone and also lifting weights, doing right. stuff that is physical. Right, right, right. Bringing out their roar in them. And also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good for, I think it's good for men to be in men's societies and for women to be in women's societies. Right. And then come together and become better. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Because they, they um, nourish that side of themselves. Sure. Yeah. Like when I say women's societies, I'm not only talking about business, but societies that... Um, for self-development and to learn all the, like for women to learn the women's art and uh, men to learn how to be more anchored in their masculine. Yeah. I think what, what I'm, what's going through my head as a guy is um, I kind of resent a lot of uh, your stereotypical alpha behavior. Mm -hmm. So I had a big brother. He was like three years older than me and he, he was, you know, Dude, what big brothers do totally dominated me. <laughs> right. So, but I still, you know, there's that lingering crap of, from childhood of, oh. of, you know, I'll just, you know, betas do what betas do because it's the most expedient way to make the pain go away. It's like, fine, fine, fine. You win. You're bigger than me. Stop it. You know, <laughs> but yes, I can't live my life like a beta. Right. I, I totally get it. Yeah. And it's probably. Was, I mean, if this is your definition of, of alpha, which sounds more like a caveman, right. you're right, going right, to right. resent it. Sure. But I'm talking about evolved alpha. Right. And where that's completely different. An evolved different. alpha is spiritual. An evolved alpha is, uh, can be sensitive. An evolved alpha is a caregiver and, and, and the, the loving person. And, and he's strong, too. I mean... I'm sure you have a lot of alpha from the army. Just going through basic training, you're like, right. you, you, <laughs> you get it, you get it. There yeah. is something, yeah, yeah, something yeah, that yeah, will yeah. never leave you ever. Right. That is within your core essence as a man. Right, right, right. And you're just, yeah. It's no, not. It's I, not about being you, your brother. It's yeah, about yeah. being a better version of yourself right. that will take care of his woman mm. in, a, in a on a higher level. It's weird. I know this is going to make me seem a little like a douchebag, but I'm going to be vulnerable for a second. <laughs> so I went through this experience and it's not terrible. Okay. No, no fighting in, involved. Right. But let's talk a little bit about some feelings I had that made me feel a little bit like a, a caveman alpha. Right. So uh, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine who was uh, also in the Air Force, and he's like six three, and I'm about six foot. Okay, so we were um, doing like redoing my floor. Okay, <laughs> so there's sawing and lots of ripping and very manly testosterone sort of activity going on. And then he and I went to lunch, uh, and I live in Los Angeles, like you, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting lunch and. Both of us are sitting there and waiting for our, our lunch to come and we were taking it to go or whatever. And we see, we both of us see like some two dudes that were like smallish and looked weak. And we both looked at each other and we, we were like, why do I want to punch those guys? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't, we didn't, we totally did not. 
but we we both felt it like immediately we were we were like do you feel like punching those guys and i'm like he's like oh totally <laughs> like wow that's weird let's eat and get out of here <laughs> but that's that's it though right that's that that primal male sort of like stupidity that we yeah, but are, it's, are it's, in our genes and, and and you gotta accept it right you, you don't don't call it douchebag okay good <laughs> you, you gotta, it's like it's like if this i is didn't what you we see, didn't punch them so that's good right no you're not i mean if this is a part of your shadow where you see yourself like oh my god when i'm a caveman i'm a douchebag da, 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 i hate myself oh, when i'm like right, that right, this right, is not right. i should be like, baby embarrassed no you gotta you're right be like oh my god that's awesome i have this primal instincts i want to punch little dudes whatever this is so funny haha <laughs> 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 i love my part i love this part of me and uh yeah. let's move on and have dessert it makes sense, though, because, yeah. you know, uh, mm -hmm. the cavemen, that's that, you know, whenever you see a little dude, that's what you want to do. Yeah. All right. Well, mm -hmm. uh, I, this has been a blast. So uh, let's wrap up. I appreciate all of your insights. I know you have a hard stop in six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do that. Why I don't love you... talking to you. I, would, I wish I had more time. Yeah, well, we can, uh, we'll have you back and do this again. This has been a blast. Let's do it. So you are at uh, StellarLifePodcast.com and OriansMethod.com. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, uh, go check out Orion's stuff. This has been a blast. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. You're wonderful. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double -E E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.